If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Dude, they didn't tell me anything. So, like, I was kind of left out and kind of awkward there. Uh, but, shoot, as long as we score touchdowns, I don't really, you know, have much right to complain. <laughs> they weren't even that good. They could do better. That was Gardner Minshew talking about the touchdown celebrations. I thought they were okay. Bowling from LaVisca Chenault. Well organized. Little dance by DJ Chark. And if Austin was here, he'd probably tell me that there's actually something to the dance and something I should know but I don't know is my guess. What was the other touchdown? Chenault, Cole. I saw Cole just run. Everybody was chasing Cole. In fact... You know what I remember from the Cole touchdown is Cam Robinson is like in full chase mode of, of, of uh, Keelan Cole, like on the far side of the field. I mean, I bet they were all winded after Cole <laughs> caught the touchdown. Gordon Minshew talking about uh, the touchdown celebrations. He said, ah, they weren't that good anyway. But, but he said he wasn't even involved in, in the planning and choreography of them. Yeah. What did you think about him? Ah. Uh, you was know, there something so, that DJ Charks like? Is that a, something I'm supposed to know, or is that? Is, oh wow, it, you, you weren't paying attention to what he told us at the Super Bowl, huh? How he was gonna upgrade his last one, the cat dance, or whatever. That was the upgraded yeah, version. Vaguely, that was yeah. the upgraded version yeah. of the cat dance. I mean, listen, I take end zone celebrations very seriously. You so, apparently do. So as soon as he said that to me, boop, memory banks. It's not there's a lot in there, Brent, but I put that in there. Good I can't point. remember my, my wedding anniversary, but boop, did DJ Turk's uh, <laughs> celebration dance. You better believe it. The the, the whole bowling one. That, that was the Keelan Cole one, right? No, that was Lavisca. Oh, that was Lavisca. Uh, you know, you're I, over the bowling. I, I'm not gonna lie, you know, Brent. It was well and, choreographed. I mean, no. the timing was good and everything. No, but and you're not lying there. But you know what? A little too generic for my tasting. Now, keep in mind, I'm from Wisconsin. Bowling's big thing there. I don't want to tell the Viscus Chanel how to do his job. Coming from a guy who never scored a touchdown in the NFL, right? I scored one in the Senior Bowl, yeah, but I never did. scored one in the NFL. But what what are we starting to call Viscus Chanel? It's Oscar Lavisca, right? So what does that mean? You're, you're the Terminator. You have to have a Terminator celebration. You ever see Terminator? I have. All right. right. You remember when he first comes uh, uh, to back in time, and he's kind of like in the ball like this, and then he comes up. Ah, and yeah. Walking. Levesque Chenault, man. I don't want to give you advice because, once again, you're you're the man. You squat a lot more than I ever will or I could ever pray to. Uh, you got swag for days, man. I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but I'm just saying. Watch Terminator, watch when he goes back in time in the first or second one, and watch how he comes out of that ball like that, stands up and starts walking. We have something special there, LaVisca. And I'm telling you, man, from a branding perspective, if your PR people aren't on this already, they should be. Hey, by the way, that's free of charge, LaVisca. Free of charge right there. But, you know, you're on to something here. Now, LaVisca oh, and, and the best part, when he does it, have the Jaguars audio people go, dun 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 yeah, I mean, let's go. How, how is that not money right there, Brent? It prints itself. 
Okay, sorry. Go on. You need a new gig. I know, right? What, what am I doing here? Just being trapped. I'm a peacock. You, know, you got to let me fly. Yeah, do NFL teams hire, like, <laughs> touchdown celebration people? Like, you just sit there and plan it out with each player? Hey, they obviously don't hire timeout people for Vic Fangio. <laughs> but they seemingly have everybody else. Yeah, exactly. They have all sorts of people. But they don't have timeout people in Denver. Dude, you have to let me be the celebration, like, coordinator, please. Hey, Tony Conner. Terminator, Con. the, you know, LaVisca Chanel is 21 years old. Terminator, do you believe that was made in 84? I'm old. How does that mean 84? To be fair, the second one's way better, in my opinion. But I mean, but I know exactly what you know you're what talking about. about. Like when he comes that would out, be good, man. He's got to do, do that. that. that He's got to really do that. Good. Yeah. And you're right. You could actually choreograph that with the stadium exactly. to have some fun at home games. Now, I'm not going to lie. Like The idea kind of came from Kenny Omega, who's a wrestler, because he used to call him the, the cleaner, which is kind of a Terminator reference. Yeah. So like the, the fans in the stands, I've been at a couple of his matches back in New Japan. They used to go like that on the bleachers. You can do that in the stadium, man. How, how how can you not do that? How cool would that be? I like that. Oh, we got to do. I it. like that a lot. That can be make really... it happen, Brent. Pull, it, it, pull well, your card out. But not only that, it fits him. Like, I know, man. He he caught three passes, I think, and still has not been tackled to the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he said he hasn't. <laughs> he hasn't. He hasn't been tackled yet. He has no not one, been tackled. No to the one ground. has seen him being tackled yet. I mean, hey, you just seen him getting tackled in practice? I haven't. <laughs> oh, so is, is this is guy untackleable? Is he untackleable? We don't know. It's intackleable. Untackleable. Untackleable. I don't think hey. either one of them's a word. It's going, it's going to trademark that as well. Minshew Monday, untackleable. <laughs> we're just printing yes. Monday, hey, Monday on a Tuesday. Tim, how much time do you have? Oh, because man, we're we got printing Monday here. On uh, Tuesday. ESPN 690 is intackleable. <laughs> not, to, not to keep adding on it, but someone in the chat just asked, do they hire beard softener people? <laughs> it's good. It's good. Once again, I regret saying that. I apologize. Oh, you, well, you regret saying it, and then you said it like 40 times. Beard softener. Dude, I'm so, well, hey, if you got it, you got to rock. It's all I'm going to uh, say. Yeah, I like the idea, though, about that. All right, the uh, rest of the NFL. Are they old? Tom Brady? Drew Brees? Mm-hmm. Philip Rivers. Yeah. Philip Rivers. Listen, it's almost like Philip Rivers looked good in that game for a lot of time. Yeah, he also made some the crucial bad mistakes. Really bad. The, the bad reminded you of last year. Yeah. Where you cost, like, Philip Rivers shouldn't be costing you games. Hey, so it should be a liability. But he shouldn't be more, yeah, it shouldn't be that guy making those kind of mistakes and multiple mistakes. Tom Brady, I think he has three straight games of pick sixes. Three straight games of pick sixes. This guy doesn't make those kind of mistakes. Mm-hmm. See, and I still think Brady has. There, I, I saw somebody talking yesterday, and they're like, "Yeah, he can't that pass out to the um, to the side line. He's not getting as much juice on it." I don't know, man. I don't see the juice leaving yeah. Brady's arm. I feel still feel like he has a fastball, but maybe in real time down on the field, maybe it is he's lost a little bit, mm-hmm. and that. You know, split second makes all the difference in the world in the NFL. Now, I will say, listen, Drew Brees isn't known as, he's not Brett Favre, mm. but he's, uh, you know, there were some throws there that are just kind of looking like Peyton Manning at the end in terms of just getting there and, and not zipping in there. Yeah. Is there some concern for these three quarterbacks that Father Time has caught up? There has to be a little bit, right? Like, of course, when you get older, you're going to lose a little zip on that ball, but that's fine. Peyton Manning proved that you can go to Denver and still win a Super Bowl, right? You just have to use your smarts. What was surprising to me was some of these decisions that these quarterbacks were making were extremely costly, right? I'm reminded of Phillip Rivers. Both times those interceptions, I mean, he just stared down the receiver. 
Now, it wasn't like he had an excuse where he was under pressure. No, you literally just looked on your receiver the whole time, threw the ball to him, and the Jaguars defenders got a hold of it. You know, like to me, that causes reason for concern because if anything right now, the, the, you know, the, I guess the, the mental gymnastics that you go through at the quarterback position, they shouldn't be going through that, right? Because there's nothing that Phillip Rivers hasn't seen on defense. Yeah. There's nothing that Tom Brady hasn't seen on defense. There's nothing that Drew Brees hasn't seen on defense. Like, you, you can't surprise these guys. I watched week one. I watched three veteran elder quarterbacks become surprised a little bit, it seemed like. And to me, that was a little disconcerting. Yeah, I don't. I, again, from the mental standpoint, these guys, I think overall will be sharp. It's one game. I, I don't buy into the whole. Ah, maybe there's rusty. They didn't have the preseason, the off season. Are you kidding how, me? How many preseason games are was you, Tom Brady going to play? Are in? you kidding me? How many preseason games was Tom Brady or Drew Brees I mean, going to play? In? Didn't Tom Come Brady on. skip like the first month of a year? Yeah. Of the you got because yeah. he got suspended yep. and then like lit it up. Yep. I don't remember exactly how he did that year, but I mean, I think he did pretty well. Mm-hmm. The bottom line is, yes, we know the whole father time cliche, but Brady the last two years hasn't looked great. Mm-hmm. He hasn't he hasn't been the guy leading the charge. Their defense has been better. They win the Super Bowl thirteen to three. Their defense was one of the best statistically last year. Uh, now, in fairness to Brady, he doesn't have the weapons that he's had. I mean, they were he was, they were basically asking him to do a lot of it at forty one and forty two years old. And like I say, I still see if, if he's got the zip on the ball, man. There's a lot to say for having the zip on the ball even at his age. You know, Breeze has been so electric, and he's got everybody around him. It's like, just get him the ball and manage it. And you probably can do that much like Manning did, you know, the year where he went crazy, even with some of the arm strength gone. And then Rivers is just now, it's all last year, and this first game showing these catastrophic mistakes where it's adding up Mm -hmm. to be like, all right. He's just lost a little bit of the edge. He just doesn't have it as much as he did. And he made some mistakes already all the time in his career. He's never won big in his career. And maybe that's part of the reason why. The other guy I'd add to this, and like Aaron Rodgers, I'm not putting in this category. <laughs> Russell Wilson. He looked just fine. <laughs> yeah, but he's not in this kind of category to me in terms of age. Oh, okay. You know okay. what I mean? Neither is Russell Wilson. He's been in the league nine years. Yes, they're veterans mm-hmm. and they're amongst the elite, but they're not. Uh, close to 40 years old mm-hmm. you know now ben roethlisberger feels like he's like in this category he's been around for a long time he's also coming back from big injury and roethlisberger obviously won i mean it wasn't electric last mm-hmm. night but he also didn't look anything that's like cautions you to say oh boy he might not yeah. have it here in, in 2020 Stafford kind of the same thing too it seemed like a little i mean i don't know yeah, you know stafford might stafford be still is, on the kind of the, the more like the rogers and wilson yeah. category i think you're talking about those four guys as old qbs that have been amongst the elite mm. and uh maybe i'm missing one along the way but those four guys and you're like okay let's keep an eye on them now mm-hmm. because even in a win drew Brees had some shaky moments brady didn't look sharp Overall, and that could be the new team, could be Tampa, who knows? Uh, and Philip Rivers obviously made some crucial mistakes. So I think it's something to watch. It's it's a storyline that will develop over at least the first half of this season to see how those guys are doing if they still have it. It's a really good call, right? Because if you're Tom Brady, if you're Drew Brees, and if you're Philip Rivers, let's be honest, there's no excuses here. Okay, because you have the talent around you to be successful. It's not like they're playing in New York for like the New York Jets or the Miami Dolphins. Like, no, you the talent is there. You have offensive firepower. You just got to utilize it. And if you're Philip Rivers, you have a fantastic offensive line. When you drop back, you don't have to worry about 
anything. Obviously, the Jaguars didn't have one sack uh, this past Sunday. So, yeah, I mean, it, it just it begs the question where when you have the weapons in place, and keep in mind, Brent, once again, overreaction one game, right? But to be fair, it's something to keep an eye on, something that I didn't really even consider until you brought it up. So good call. Yeah, and so here's my other part of this conversation. We'll keep an eye on those guys. We'll see. Listen, I still think they have enough. They're so talented yeah. and they're so witty and smart that uh, the wisdom will show up and, mm. and they're going to have moments. They're gonna, and they're so surrounded by really good players. Yeah. So I think they're going to have moments. I guess the question you ask is, can they be consistent enough to not cost their team? Because Brady costs his team a little bit. Pick six. Rivers obviously cost his team and, and you know, Breeze didn't. Mm. He just really didn't look that impressive. So yeah, Michael Thomas had like what, like three catches, four catches? Three catches. Eek. He's on my fantasy team. Awesome. My so, number I'm one sorry pick. to hear that. And by the way, do we just cancel the season right now? Did you watch Kyler Murray? Do we just cancel the season right now? I mean, I'm not going to lose a game this year again. So I don't know what you want to do with that. Uh, the, did you watch him? Did, did you watch Kyler Murray though or not? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. So that gets me to my next question. Pretty good defense. 49ers, you know, what I heard. That gets me to my next question. Pretty good defense in San Fran. Um, I believe, watching the NFL, I'm not sure there's ever been a time where the quarterback situation is as good as it is across the board in the NFL. Mm. I think it's the best it's ever been. Find me the worst quarterback in the league right now. Off the top of my head, I would say, like, I said, who's the worst? Sam Darnold, Dwayne Haskins, maybe? Okay, Dwayne Haskins got a W and actually was 17 for 31 and did okay. Okay, there you go. Then Sam Darnold. I don't know. I mean, I'm just going off the top of my head right now. I'm going off like what people okay. tell me. Okay, Tyrod Taylor. Oh, yeah. I go. still am shocked. You, you, you're, such an, you're such a Tyrod Taylor denier. It's ridiculous. Well, did you watch? I watched it. I mean, Tyrod Taylor, well, here's a little sidebar to this. Yeah. How they, the Chargers, who have talent, mm-hmm. said, you know what? We think we can win big if we ride with Tyrod Taylor is beyond me. I mean, I don't sure. I, I, I don't like how did they put themselves in that position? I understand the Herbert. There were people yeah. out there is my point. There were, they could have gone after Cam Newton. Yeah, true. But I'm just saying I'm not going to fault it after one game. Because then Carson Wentz is the worst quarterback by far in the NFL. Yeah. Carson Wentz, you. get him out of here. I, like, you can't do I that. I get you, but Carson Wentz is a heck of a lot more equity built up in the NFL than Tyrod Taylor. Sure, does. but there's a reason why Tyrod Taylor is still around right now. All right. He's, I mean, I'm he's waiting for game it. Game man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what would happen with you guys? Is there a story behind this? Nothing. I'm sure. I don't like to be the, like this to to some players. I just I don't see it. Yeah, yeah. And I've never seen it. And I like I just don't see it. So listen, re- I've <laughs> I've piggybacked and died on hills for bad quarterbacks, man. I really you don't have. Say. So listen, you don't say. <laughs> I've done that. I'm yeah. not. I, I'm not immune to it. Okay. I just don't get the Tyrod, and I really don't get in their position how they could say. Because they have a team that's talented enough to probably go win. Like, they think they can compete. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see it. I don't see how he's going to lead them there. I really don't. Yeah, I got you. So then, to answer your question, the first name that popped in my head was Sam Darnold. Yeah. And is he bad? Like, do you think he's bad or are they bad? Well, I mean, they're bad. Like, let's not get that twisted. The, the Jets are bad. I don't think Adam Gase is a, is a great coach. So yeah. he's bad. Um, I don't think we've really seen a proper diagnosis of what Sam Darnold could be just because the talent around him isn't is kind of lacking to say for lack of a better word. So I think he's probably the worst, but I'm not saying like he's like he's horrible get him out of the league. I'm not ready to say that. Yeah. But so to prove your point, I guess if you take the worst quarterback right now who could be Sam Darnold, then it's like, well, is he really that bad? Well, probably not. So to prove your point, I guess right now the quarterback depth or whatever, the you know, from top to bottom 
it's good quality. Listen, and I this you've got to keep in mind the context of my point here. I'm watching Drew Locke, mm-hmm. right? And I'm watching a guy like Minshew, who a lot of people across the league are like, well, they're going to be, they can't wait to get Trevor Lawrence. This guy's just a whatever. And all that guy did was go 19 for 20. He's now won seven games as a six-round draft pick, right? Thanks. So if you're going to rank QBs, Minshew would probably be near the bottom of a national ranking. Is that what most people would do? Yeah. And that guy's go breaking records like every week. Get him, Brent. And, and he's offensive player of the week up for that once again. You Get know. Him. So if that's your work, right? If that's your bottom tier quarterback, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of teams would take Sam Darnold. I think they're a mess in New York. I, I don't think they're very good. I don't think he's surround. He's been put in a really tough spot. I think he shows moments. Uh, I my point being, I think people would. Take a chance to see what's left. Like, how good can Sam Darnold be? Depending on what they put around him. Uh, Do you think it's, a, it's like another Josh Rosen situation, though? Well, I don't feel like that. For okay. some reason, people have given up on Rosen. Yeah. And I think the scouting world, if you, it's such an indictment on the scouting world yeah. that Rosen hasn't worked out. I don't know how he could be looked at across the board by so many people to be that good. And he's played 20 games in the NFL, and now you know he's that bad. So like, I don't to, understand how that ahead, can work. Let me go ahead and bring this guy up, and I'm kind of embarrassed that he didn't come you know, first to my, to my mind here, but uh, Mitch Trubisky. Okay, fair enough. But Trubisky yeah. throws three touchdowns in the fourth he quarter. Did, so yeah. my, my point, and it's one game. Yeah. But I, I said this a little bit last year. My point being that if and if you're in that bottom tier, those guys are still making plays and you can win games with them. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know who's in that bottom tier of quarterbacks. I'm not saying I want that guy on my team to lead me to the Super Bowl. There's a difference. you got to keep it in context. You have your elite. You have your tier two guys. And so in there, I think you have like a top 12 quarterback in the NFL. And then you have this mix, right? It's like 12 to 24, 13 to 24, where it's like, okay, we're still trying to figure out who that is, you know? And I think Gardner fits in there. I don't know where he fits in 13 to 24, but I think Minshew's in that, like, all right. I mean, is this guy something special yeah. or is he going to play himself out of a starting job? Where does he fit? And Trubisky, in all honesty, has that chance one more time this year, although I wouldn't uh, ride with it. No, I, I mean, mean, listen, if history is an indicator, I'm not buying it. It's, it's not. Trubisky. But what if he surprises everybody is my point. Yeah. But it doesn't look like he's I would put him in the bottom tier. Sure. I'd probably put Darnold right now, given what he's done in the bottom tier, the Tyrod Taylors of the world to go in the uh, the Ryan Fitzpatrick's. What right? about, but what about they Baker have May- on deck. What about Baker Mayfield? How confident are you with him? Well, not very. Yeah. No, I mean, Mayfield with all that stuff uh, is at the highest he'd be like in that 22, 23, 24 category, but he might be getting closer to that bottom tier territory. Okay, I'm going to give you one more name. I like what we're talking about right now because basically we're saying, well, if you're that bottom tier quarterback, you have to have a defense or guys around you that can elevate you, right? Because you probably can't win it on your own. Let me bring this guy up. and I want to see where he ranks in your opinion. Josh Allen. Yeah, it's a good one, right? Um I don't think I'd love him on my team. Okay. But he also scares me on a team because you're like, what? There's something there. Mm-hmm. How how much do you tap into it? And how much does like 24 fumbles in 29 games show up? How much does a bad play in the red zone? I think he had the other day that I saw going around social media. How much does that show up? You know, so we're, he's so – and they bought in. Right. See, I guess the way I, I view it is this, man. Who are the teams that are bought in on their quarterbacks, like that are all in on their QBs? And like Cleveland's all in on Baker Mayfield. They might decide at year's end they're not if it goes really bad. Mm-hmm. But they're all in. Buffalo's all in on Josh Allen. Of course. Uh, the And it he, seems like the Broncos are all in on Drew Locke. And they're all in on Drew Locke. I watched Drew Locke, and I tweeted one time, it was during that really good drive, 
But I think Drew Locke had some really nice moments yesterday. Now, again, he didn't get the job done. At the end of the day, they only scored 14 points. So mm-hmm. I guess in totality, he didn't. At one time, he was 20 to 26, mm-hmm. and I thought, and he had two big drops by Judy. Yeah. So I don't know if he cost him the game. He could have won him the game or helped because he had that second down near the goal line. He overshot. Well, you got to make those And then they, they got stuffed too at the goal line, remember, as yeah, well. Yeah, well, that was in that sequence. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. Earlier, they never get stuffed if he completes an Correct. easy pass. Like, he would complete it, you would think, nine out of ten times. Mm-hmm. So... Like, I'm not sit- sitting here all in on Drew Locke, but I also see some things in Drew Locke that if I was a Denver fan or if I was a Denver organization, they're like, okay, we can work with this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Daniel Jones. I mean, yeah. did you see Daniel Jones yesterday? Like, he made some nice plays. Yeah. I understand he got hit on the one play, but he made some – that drive mm-hmm. was an incredible drive by the Giants and really an incredible drive by Jones. Not he has sure. no offensive line. Yeah. I mean, when Saquon Barkley's running 15 times for, like, six yards. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger had more rushing yards. I mean, 15 <laughs> times for, was it six? Is six yards? Yeah. And he's one of the best backs. Your offensive line is terrible. It's my, it's my offensive player of the year, by the way. Can't you remember? Yeah. <laughs> Saquon Barkley. I mean, that was unbelievable. Yeah. So, I, I just... My point being is these quarterbacks aren't bad. I think there's a lot of buy-in on the QB. This used to be a league. If you go back even... Four years ago, but really go back 10, 15 years ago, there was half the league looking to find the next guy. Mm. Everybody's trying to find the next Brady, Favre, Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Everybody's always trying to do that. Mm-hmm. But you can win in this league with pretty good quarterback play. It doesn't always have to be great quarterback play. And I just think right now, I don't remember a time watching the NFL where there are so many quarterbacks that could be the guy yeah. for their team. Now, we th- again, the story isn't completely written. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't sit here in September of 2020 and say there are 12 teams or eight teams or 10 teams that hope they have a top five pick so they could get one of these three quarterbacks in the draft. Sure. Everybody might love the idea of Trevor Lawrence, but I'm not sure a lot of people would even take Trevor Lawrence because they might like their guy is my point. Yeah, I mean, you know, and if you say Trevor Lawrence is like the once in a generational guy, then you got to take him. But let's be honest. I mean, people are, are really high on Trey Lance. People are really high on uh, J.K. Dobbins as well. It's hard to imagine right now three quarterbacks going to three no, new Justin teams. Fields. I'm yeah. sorry, J.K. Who's, oh, J.K. Dobbins is the guy He's from Baltimore. Already in Baltimore. <laughs> I, I got Baltimore in mind. Sorry. Because um, you, you, you took Jack, so I'm still upset about that. Anyways. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, yeah, so with that being said, though, it is kind of hard to imagine like a bunch of quarterbacks getting drafted and going to places. It, it really is. Because especially if you're a GM, you, you got to be committed. Like, for instance, Ryan Pace, Chicago. He's been committed to Mitch Trubisky. Now, Mitch Trubisky has been abysmal the past couple years, right? But for whatever reason, Ryan Pace is like, this is our guy, this is our guy, this is our guy. Now, maybe that saves your job or whatever, but that's the thing. I like what we're talking about, though, where basically we have two tiers. We have the tier that can elevate the quarterbacks that can elevate their team around them and make them better. And we have the tier where it's like, all right, I need help. I need offensive weapons. I need a defense. I need an offensive line. And then just maybe, just maybe I can be successful. One could argue like Ryan Tannehill would be in that tier. What I like with the Jaguar situation is it seems like Gardner Minshew elevates the guys around him, right? Because we saw what happened when a former Super Bowl champion and Nick Foles came in. Zero elevation, right? And then we saw what happened when Gardner Minshew came in, and it seemed like all of a sudden, here's DJ Chark now, right? All of a sudden, oh, Q and Cole, welcome back. All of a sudden, we got LaVisca Chenault. It seems like that Gardner Minshew is elevating the guys around him, especially with the defense. Let's be honest, no one's given a chance right now in the NFL. So with that being said, I like that if you're a Jaguars fan. I just got a twinkle in my eye when you said that, because when you break it up into two categories, I would put Minshew in the category of elevating. He does, yeah. And we haven't seen that. Listen, even when Gerard was here, David Mm -hmm. was here, 
he wasn't the elevator. Yeah. He was yeah. more game manager. Yeah. Well, because again, Maurice Jones drew two as well. Yeah, was, he had other yeah. guys. But still, you weren't asking David to do a lot. Sure. They're going to ask Minshew to do quite a bit and perform well. Yeah. Uh, now, what's interesting about that is I feel like he's an elevator from a a buy-in standpoint standpoint from his teammates, mm-hmm. from a leadership standpoint, which you saw in the locker room if you went and visited Jaguars.com, that you could tell. I mean, this is his team, mm-hmm. and you can tell. I mean, it's quickly become his team. What I don't know yet is can he elevate what a lot of those good quarterbacks do, a lot of guys do, is they, they throw it yeah. and make and elevate. Of course. He elevates a lot with his feet, with his keeping plays alive, with his smarts. I'm not sure I would put him in the category of elevating with his arm. Sure. Um, and I mean, that would be a next step. Now, when you throw a 19 for 20, he elevated okay with the arm, and yeah. he elevated in crunch time, third downs, fourth quarters. So, yeah. again, you don't have to. You can do it in a variety of ways. But when I need a play, and I think people have said this the last couple of days, I don't mind the ball in Gardner Minshew's hands. That's a good feeling. And this is why Tom Brady will always be the GOAT. It's because his ability in New England to elevate the players around him. Right? Chris Hogan goes into the New York Jets. Good luck with that. Danny Amendola, I don't know where you are anymore. Gronk, I mean, you'll be back in Tampa, so we'll see with that. But And Julian Edelman's still there in New England. But it always seemed like regardless of who was playing receiver, regardless if it was some Juco transfer who played quarterback, all of a sudden now he's finding himself in the New England Patriots. Whatever the reason was, Tom Brady was always able to elevate the guys around him. And that's what made him so great. You didn't need this high-priced free agency. You got Randy Moss for a little bit. You went after Antonio Brown. But did you really need those guys? Because at the end of the day, you had probably the best quarterback throwing you the ball. And that's what great quarterbacks do. Aaron Rodgers, same example. Yeah, you have Devon. Devontae Adams, fantastic wide receiver. But then you have Al Lazard, who couldn't even make it on the Jaguars, right? You have Geronimo Allison, or you had Geronimo Allison. You had Kumro for a while. My friend back home in Iowa, Wisconsin right now, a substitute teacher, went against Kumro. Shut him down. Two catches for Stevens Point. Guess what? Kumro goes to Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers makes him almost a pro bowler. So that, that's my point. Where you have these special guys that can elevate the talent, you got something there. And we'll see. Minshew right now is on the right track to do that. Can he sustain it? Time will yeah, tell. Yeah, well, I wouldn't put him in that. Ele- I think there's no, even I mean, categories be, of yeah, elevation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not putting him there. But no. I, I think you're right. If you break the league into, hey, elevates and needs help. Yeah. I think Minshew's more the elevator. Yeah. That's a cool thing. That's yeah. a great thought. I uh, love it. Minshew mania. Even continuing on a Tuesday. So let's go ahead and trademark the elevator real quick, too. The elevator? Let's go ahead the Minshew tra- elevator? Let's go ahead and trade that, trademark that real quick. Yeah. Let's go, let's go ahead and lock up everything. We need, an, we need an attorney. <laughs> Just sitting, by, sitting right here in a typewriter. All right, go and lock that one in. <laughs> we, we need somebody yeah. that knows a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, uh, let's talk more football. I want to talk teams a little bit. Would you be alarmed if you're a fan base of X team? Or are you now like, heck yeah, baby, let's go. This is who we thought you were. I like it. The Bears are who we thought they were. And I'm not going to lie, and I know this is by design for the show, but I did not like how we didn't talk about Kyle Murray live that last segment for Elevation. (laughs) Okay? Didn't like it whatsoever. But they might be in the team conversation coming up. Okay, that's a good point. DeAndre Hopkins is pretty good, in case you didn't know. Can you imagine if Gert... Oh, you got T.J. Chark. We don't need yeah. DeAndre Hopkins. Can you imagine my team losing a game this season because I can't for fantasy football? It's a shame. You have DeAndre Hopkins? I ha- uh, I'm in another league, no. But no. I, I have Kyler Murray. Oh, God, I was terrible. Yeah. I did good, but I just... Not Josh, Michael Jacobs Thomas gets, if Michael Thomas gets me three <laughs> points, I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah, you All right. are. That's yeah. my first pick. Yeah. <laughs> He's making too much money to get you three points. <laughs> yeah, come on, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll be back on ESPN 690. More NFL talk. Who's good? Who's not? 
Justin Lane. I want you to put yourself in Leonard Fournette's shoes. Probably a little bigger shoes than you're rocking right now. Well, Shocker, you're wearing sandals, and that's all good, though. Brent Martineau. Well, you are, too. They're just like... <laughs> I mean, they're just like, look I like I might vans. as well be. I might as well be. <laughs> Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Gardner Minshew comes out, and he balls. I mean, my dude does his thing. Gardner, an absolute beast. 19 for 20, 173, three TDs and zero interception. And I know we can joke about the cutoff jean shorts and the mustache and the headband and, you know, his statements and him making fun of himself. But you know what's not a joke? No, his leadership. Like, when he talks about football, when he talks about how much he loves the game, that's not funny. And I feel that. As a football player, as a wide receiver, I want to be in the huddle with that dude. Forget that. I want to be in an alley with that do because I know that he's going to give everything that he got. That is Nate Burleson, NFL Network. I like that. I like it. I mean, listen, Nate Burleson's kind of like the the it guy right now in terms of football, like um, you know, sort of like media and stuff like that. Yeah, and it, I, I mean, him and me. Well, him and you. Well, you still call it the gram, but it is what it and is. Dilla. Yeah, and and, and Dilla as well. Yeah. Um, Where are you on that list? I, hey, man, I'm just trying to do my own thing. You, you know, know what I'm saying? I'm pimping beard it, softener. It's. <laughs> I didn't say the brand of it, so relax a little bit. <laughs> and I don't know if you can actually say that word on on radio, so you might get a call now. Congratulations. Can I say getting, that? Probably what, not. Beard softener? No. Nope. Did I say pumping? Starts starts with uh, a yeah, P. No, I, yeah. Rhymes I think I said limp. pumping. Yeah. Okay, well, whatever. Did I misspeak? Yeah, you might have misspoke a little bit. Button? Get the apology button? letter. We got a button or not? No? Nah, it's about past uh, eight, eight seconds. Too late now. Seconds right, well, we didn't pull the trigger. Brent said a bad word. It's all good, though. Um, Apology letter is ready. Yeah. yeah. But no, to answer your question, hey, man, I'm not concerned about the accolades. I'm not concerned about the likes or the followers. I'm just trying to do me. Gardner Minshew, man. <laughs> <laughs> what about him? Again, I, I just uh, I like that what Burleson said because it, it's kind of what Burleson said is if you go back again, it's the second day in a row. P. Cav and Dave Decatis, I'm pumping your Jaguars dot com up. Don't you forget it. Yeah. Uh, but if you go back to the post game, mm-hmm. I think that said a lot to me, man. That post game mm-hmm. about I, I kind of knew it. I know they're bought in, but it really hit us yesterday. It's like when was the last time? Somebody's been bought in. The, the whole locker room's been bought in to a QB in this town. I don't think you can underestimate that. I don't think you can understate that. Mm. That is real. Like, they are bought in. That, that does not mean they're right. It does not mean he's here for 12 years. All those things. There's a, you can couch that. But I'm just saying right now in the here and now, they're all in on number 15. And I think it showed in that locker room. And I like what Burleson said there because, like you, he's been in locker rooms and there's something to that. Like he said, he, uh, listen, would you really bring Gardner Minshew to an alley? <laughs> I mean, he's six foot tall and yeah, yeah. two or whatever. Pop. Yeah. I, they, I'd bring Greg Jones to the alley. Okay, yeah. I would bring Gardner Minshew to, to the bar to like you know have fun and have a good time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I bet Minshew can hold his own though. But yeah, I'm bringing Greg Jones. But his point is a good one. They want to go to battle with him. That's the most important part. And 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 they they got his back. Uh, ben Roethlisberger said it yesterday. That's why Did you came see back. him after the game? That's why he came back. He's, why he came back is like, you know, I really like these guys, and they like me. Like, he wasn't afraid to say it. He wasn't saying it like, hey, they like me. Mm-hmm. I mean, but he said they're bought in. They, they, You can tell. Uh, so 
Man, it's just uh, those are different things that we haven't seen. I, I, I just think that's we'll see how it manifests. We'll see how it plays out. But I just think those are different things that we haven't had a chance to talk about around here uh, in a truthful way. I mean, you can kind of wish and hope and blind faith it. But that's real, I think, in that building right now with him. But it's really cool, too, because that's something that you can't fabricate. That's something that you can't fake. Either guys want to roll with you or not. But the last thing you can do is put on this facade and say, all right, guys, come follow me. I'll lead us to the promised land. No, man, you have to earn that. You have to earn those stripes. And for a guy to come you know, from the sixth round, play in a handful of games last year, not be the starting quarterback, and to kind of earn that respect of the locker room, it really says a lot to his character. Because I'll be honest, I mean, I don't know how they feel about Sam Darwin now, but I have a feeling there's some guys in that team that are like, Sam Darnold, uh, I don't know. But I think everybody now in that locker room, and regardless of what you heard with the past veterans I got let go, regardless of that, everybody in that locker room now seems like Gardner Minshew is the guy. And, they, you know, they follow him in a battle any day of the week. I'm going to get to, because we're on this topic, I was going to get to a little bit later, but let's just do it right now. What you just said is an interesting one. I love the comparison because Sam Darnold, some people might be like, yeah, I'm not so sure. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you this they're not so sure about, and that's Adam Gase. There's True. no doubt in that locker room they're whispering, right? Yeah. And you know they are. Sure, they're, they're whispering, they're whispering on talk radio in New York, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, So, So that brings me to, okay, they're bought in on Minshew. It's a team that's close-knit. How bought in is everybody on Marone yeah. in that room, in, in that building? And how bought – I don't want to say bought in, but how much are people here in this town after that game – Again, we can over-exaggerate things right now. It's a time for hyperbole. It's been one game. But how much are, in this town are people like, let's see if these guys maybe knew more than we gave them credit for talking about because it played out that way in week one. Yeah, you know, I mean, when you take away the Brandon Linders, the Andrew Norwells, the Avery Joneses, the Miles Jacks, the Joe Schoberts, the Adam Gotsis a little bit, the guys that have been you know, either on different teams or been around in the Jaguars for a while, you take those guys out of the equation – and you look at the youngest team in the NFL, that could be an advantage from Doug Marone's standpoint just because a lot of these guys, it's the first, second year, right? So they don't really know any better, right? They don't necessarily know what that winning tradition, that winning culture is like or what even a good head coach is like, right? Like I didn't know how good Andy Reid was until you know I had some other coaches. Now, I think Jack DeRio is a great coach, things like that. I don't want to talk bad about anybody, but like I played on four different teams. I went to Kansas City, I was like, that's what the culture should be. Like, yeah. That's what makes that's a, what it's supposed that, to look that, like. That's what makes a great coach. Right now, um, you know, and, and listen, ignorance can be bliss sometimes, but there's not a lot of guys in this, in this team who have been on other teams who who know any other way, and and they're high quality character guys where it's like. I'll follow you just because it's it's my job. It's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to have uh, an ego with it. I'm not going to you know speak out against it. I'm just going to do my job to the best of my abilities. So when you have a lot of those guys on the team, and then you have an Avery Jones and a Miles Jack, who I think for the most part buy in Doug Marone. Oh yeah. You have a combination where it's like you know what Doug could be our guy going forward. Yeah. This th- let's be honest. Okay. The optics of this at times looked like, hey, if you're not bought in, I'm getting rid of you, and I don't care if you're a good player or not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which, was, kinda, which yeah. is like, okay, you still got to have good players to win. Correct. You know, so it felt like that. But now that it turned out that, at least for a week, that you beat a pretty good team, okay? This wasn't the Jags beating the Bengals or the Dolphins. This is a team that's supposed to be pretty established mm-hmm. and good. And, and that's why I think you can ask these questions. And now, again, we'll see where it goes. They're not going 16 0, not doing these crazy things. But I just think at least for we have hammered these guys and the town has hammered them and wanted them out and everybody else. Do you give them a little bit of credit for saying, you know what, 
Sometimes you got to do things that are a little bit out of the ordinary to fix it. Mm-hmm. And getting rid of some of these guys was out of the ordinary. I mean, it was the momentum going into the season just based on the moves of the two weeks prior. Like, what in the world? Yeah. Again, I continue to say it. I'm not lying. I had three, four, five people call me, text me, or everybody I saw. And the, it wasn't even, hey, Brent, it was, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. That was the vibe. And they won the first game with what they did. Uh, so you brought it up earlier, that Pittsburgh stuff. Get rid of some of that, the folks that might not be all bought in, even if they might be pretty good. And by the way, they might not be as good as you think they are. Le'Veon Bell hasn't done anything since he left well, Pittsburgh. Well, uh, let's give Le'Veon Bell some credit, though, too. It wasn't necessarily he didn't buy in. He wanted more money. He wanted, yes. Okay, so it, didn't it wasn't work like out he was a distraction. He was a uh, locker room cancer. I don't think that was the case. I just think they he wanted more money. They made a business decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and which which is which happens, you know, based on his position, especially. Yeah. But then, of course, Antonio Brown gone later on. Like, I like the comp there and then the confidence to say we got this guy that actually looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. You don't know him, mm-hmm. but he looks pretty good. And James Conner does a good mm-hmm. job and he's now established himself as a banged up. and He's on my fantasy team. But that's a different story. The <laughs> you know, they also have the Juju Smith Schusters and they have. And so they drafted well. And so. I just think uh, to see that and rip the Band-Aid off and for it to at least play out in one week and look like, okay, now we see potentially you're better with some of the subtraction, even though the resumes don't look it. Yeah. On paper, you don't look it. I think you got to give them a little credit for that. Uh, I don't know how much. I really don't. And And I do say this. Based on what we saw in August, and I don't. I don't think you can have as many guys make plays as young players and be that fluky mm-hmm. in one week. Mm-hmm. They've got some talent in what they drafted. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt they have some talent in what they drafted. Sure. I, they might not be here to bring it to fruition and see where it lands. They might not. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not the guy that thinks they're guaranteed 2021. So, But they found some pretty good players, it looks like, in this draft. And they had a lot of picks, but they found some pretty good players. Nine of them played at least a snap on well, Sunday. And that's the most important part. Can they be the replacements of the guys that have left? Can they take the next step forward and make us forget about, you know, Jalen Ramsey? Can they make us forget about Yannick Ngakwe? Can they make us forget about Leonard Fournette? Can they do that? Because if you can do that, then you're on point once again with the Steelers. And, and listen, like, I, I don't want to, once again, I don't want to say, well, James Connors, James Robinson. I, I don't want to do all that. But I'm just saying, and let's think about it one more time here. They lost their the best running back in the NFL. They lost the best wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, Pittsburgh 2018-19, yeah. And I didn't hear anybody say there's a culture problem right now in Pittsburgh. There's there's a front office problem. There's a head coach problem in Pittsburgh. It was just all speed ahead. Look what happened in Houston this this year so far. What happened with Bill O'Brien when DeAndre, um, DeAndre Hopkins got sent to Arizona? Everyone was saying, well, Bill O'Brien's absolutely lost his mind. What are the Houston Texans doing? Get him out of there. I mean, it was it was the best show on Twitter, I'm telling you. Well, we'll see how this pans out now, but you saw that blowback. You saw that reaction just from one trade. The Steelers, man, they never got that. And it goes to show you the culture, the head coach, and everybody being on the same page. Well, and the hardest thing to do is build that culture. See, what I I, I think where maybe these guys deserve more credit than we've given them and they get. Again, we can do this here on Tuesday after a win. We yeah. might not do it next Tuesday, uh, and, well, and I'm aware of that. I'm, yeah. I'm aware we shouldn't get carried away. But this is at least the time to give them some credit and we're, and to try to build whatever culture might exist for the next few years. The Jags have a bad culture. They have a losing coach culture. They mm-hmm. have not won. Uh, they don't have what the Steelers have. Mm-hmm. You know, They don't have what the Patriots have. They don't mm-hmm. have what Seattle has. They don't. 
And so how do you get there? Well, sometimes uh, it, it has to take a bit of guts to say, you know what? Most people would give Jan whatever he wants. Most people would keep Leonard Fournette because of the resume. You know, most people would keep Nick Foles just in case. You know, whatever it is. I don't yeah. Most people wouldn't give up on Ronnie Harrison when he could be going into his best year mm-hmm. because he's only played two. You know, I. You, you still have to have some courage to be able to do that and conviction that we've got the guys here and we're confident, even though we never saw him play a preseason game. Yeah. And we practiced for three weeks. Yeah. I mean, that was it. So, it, again, I can say this right now because it worked for a week. We might be sure. ripping them for doing it in three weeks. We really might. And, yeah, and the biggest difference between the Jaguars and the Steelers and what the comparison that we've been trying to do here is if you go back and look at the history, you know, the past year, past two years now, the Jaguars, there's been a lot more incidents than the Steelers had, right? Like, you essentially, you had, you had Bell make a business decision, and it is what it is, and you had Antonio Brown go on his tirade, but everybody else in the locker room seemed pretty happy. Well, we, we had Jalen Ramsey being unhappy. We had Yannick Ngakwe being unhappy. Uh, you know, there's Dante Fowler ha- unhappy with, like, the, the whole grievance gate and all that stuff. So, like, there yeah. was a lot more going on. Telvin Smith. So there was a lot more going on in terms of the culture um, than the Steelers have let's just say yeah i still think this is a long view thing you know my opinion on it i I think but what they're trying to it might be for the next guy it might be for the next regime might be for the next people but maybe they made the moves that were necessary and, and we'll see we'll see how it shakes out uh for sure tony says huge credit they found undrafted rookie running back starting him won't look back chanel's going to be an absolute steal A.B. Kelly says, this is why our media is team-driven. They don't have to prove anything. Win one game and all the BS they've done in the past is erased. Yep, they proved this all wrong, Brett. Uh, Kelly, you did not listen. A.B., I know you're always after me on this stuff, but you did not listen to the entire conversation. That's apparent. Get him. First Coast Bubbler, credit for doing what you're paid to do. Yeah, fair enough. You? Or who are you talking about? No, uh, for Colo Marone. They're paid to make the right decisions. Well, yeah, it's true. Yeah. We judge him weekly. All right, we got to go. When we come back, Al Robertson, should he get paid? Oof, and where do man. the Jaguars receivers rank, including Didi Westbrook? It's at 5 o'clock on ESPN 690.